I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cruiser's robo-taxi permit was immediately suspended in San Francisco after the company failed to report the whole story about a pedestrian-involved accident, and two days later, the company suspended service everywhere. Facebook and Instagram launched ad-free premium subscriptions in Europe, and X, formerly Twitter, launched basic and premium plus subscriptions here in the United States. Multiple states are suing Meta because of its beauty filters' effects on children's development, and Dr. Joy Buolamwini, the Biden administration, and the United Nations all feel some type of way about AI, its safeguards, and its proliferation. We've got all this and more for you in episode 104 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly is your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Flavor Flav's Confidence. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he was killing it. <laughs> it, wasn't all, it, wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I've I heard pictured worse. in my mind. Right. In my mind, I pictured a lot worse. We've, and we've heard a lot worse. Don't forget <laughs> when Roseanne Barr sang that joint, you know what I mean? So, For folks yeah, who don't right. know, and, uh, tell folks else? what you're talking um, about. Who's a sprinter? Um, Carl Lewis. Um, gone. Uh, I can't want to say Jesse Owens. It ain't Jesse Owens. Carl Lewis. Time. Track Carl and field. Lewis. Yeah, Carl, yeah, Carl Lewis. Lewis. Carl Lewis sang the national anthem. Oh, yeah. He tried. I, I, he tried. I'm going to have to go Boys Google that. Everything. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Google that one. And it's one of the things what, I didn't see Flaves. I just heard about it. Uh, I saw Carl's back in the day. It is one of the things that he's probably like a good singer in choir. He probably could even solo every now and again. But in front of thousands of people doing what you don't normally do. And that song. The nerves hit him. Yeah. What what game was that? I just saw like the NBA game, I think. Yeah, yeah. But who, mm-hmm. what team? I don't know. Yeah. Flay, 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 the national anthem. Yeah. No, Flay. Flay. It was um, I saw the replay uh, on Sherry Shepard this morning and she was talking about it and joking and it was pretty funny. But I mean, I Overall, like he was hitting some riffs and some notes that weren't the worst, but he's just not a singer. You could tell he's not better. He he drug out some of them notes a little too long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cut some of them short and just like karaoke the national anthem. He would have been all right. Things you didn't know Flavor Flav could do. He also. Flav is a musical genius. He he, he is like a concert pianist. Yeah. Like the bro can play the piano classically. I think like eight, they said four or five different instruments. Like Mm -hmm. he's, he's a musical genius, like a, like a savant with that. So I can see why he thought he would be able to sing, but. (laughs) It was the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Okay. 
All right, y'all. So let's let's get let's get into a tech show. But before we do, just want to let folks know that this is the Tech John you are listening to. But if you like to watch it, you can do so by becoming a patron of the Tech John. If you were to head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John, that's the Tech J A W N. We've got multiple tiers over there, any one of which helps support the show, but also get you access to our live stream and our after party that goes down immediately after the live taping of the Tech John. So once again, head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech john so with that y'all it it, we, it was a packed week of of tech last week there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of earnings calls and stuff came out but i tried to pick out some of these these big stories that were like seriously this is what happened and, and, and this first one is cruises robo taxi permit was immediately suspended in san francisco after the gm subsidiary they were caught trying to get slick after an accident so so here's what happened. There there was a pedestrian that was hit by a car, not by one of the crew's robo taxis, but they were hit by a regular car. And once they got hit, they got pushed into the path of one of these one of these taxis, these cruise taxis. So the cruise taxi really couldn't do anything. It tried to stop, but it did hit the pedestrian, came to a complete stop. And as the DMV is doing the investigation, they sent at least they thought they sent all the video. So what this GM subsidiary did was Cruz did was they sent the video of the car coming to a stop. What they didn't send was after the car came to a complete stop, it tried to pull over to the side of the road. And what they didn't say was that, Oh, and by the way, the pedestrian that got struck was under the car and literally was drugged to the side of the road as the car is pulling over. And this company didn't send any of that to the investigators. So once California figured out what was going on, they, they, they got rid of them, um, them permits like right fast. I mean, immediately they terminated their ability to operate in California. And this, to me, this is one of them situations to where they probably still would have had some issue because like, okay, wait a minute, your cars run over people and don't know that people are under them and still keep operating. You need to fix that. But the fact that you tried to hide the fact that that even happened, well, that's the makes thing. this I look think really they bad. Probably, they probably wouldn't have lost their permit if they had just told the whole story and been and been honest. It's the it's the deception. Um, I think that kind of got them uh, jammed up because it seems like, you know, the, the car made every attempt to do the right thing. Um, and I don't know that you can expect a driverless car to do more than uh, a human might do um, because it's, see, I don't know. You know. I don't know what I would do in that situation. If a, a pedestrian jumped in, f- in front of my car being hit by the, like the, it was a lot going on there. So I feel like the car probably made the best decision it could with the information it had and, and all the rest of that. But y'all could have just said that. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to execute this huge cover up and and get yourself in more trouble. Well, I think it was actually a blessing in disguise because, uh, yes, Stephanie, you know, the car did the best it could with the information it had. But to me, if I run over somebody or hit somebody or somebody's pushed in front of my vehicle and I'm driving, I'm not going to be like, oh, let me go ahead and pull up this <laughs> you stuck under my car i'm gonna get out of my car and be like hey well that's the yeah that's the problem right under yeah. there you know and the, the fact that the car didn't indicates or highlights a big uh, not, not big but another issue that these car companies need to worry about 
what happens if something's lodged under the vehicle? Are there sensors under there? Is there cameras under there? True. Is True. there something to, to where the car is like, all right, I feel or I sense something obstructing my whatever. Should I move? Should I stop? You know, Let me not do any additional do damage any. Right. to whatever may be mm-hmm. lodged underneath my tire right now. Right, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Which highlights an issue. That's something I would assume or I would like to think a person would identify. So that's just another highlighting, another challenge that robo-taxis, autom- uh, autonomous vehicles need to can take into consideration. So as a result, maybe y'all need not to be on the road until y'all figure that out. <laughs> sure. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on that one, Terrence. I think that regardless of if they would have told the whole truth, they would have been suspended at least for some time. But Cruz has now through. come out and said, covering up right. stuff. <laughs> hey, yeah, two days later, they said that we're shutting down robotaxi service everywhere because they need to build public trust back. You think? <laughs> Do you think? Because you're right, Terrence. It's probably one of those things where they didn't anticipate. You know what? If we run, if we hit somebody and they get lodged under the car, do we need to have sensors under there? Do we need to? Do we just? Do we just stay? You know, do we stay firm? You know, what do we do in that situation? Because there's all kind of scenarios. Is the, are the tires on the car? Is the person, you know, can, can we, you know, can you pull the person out from under? There's all these other things that you just don't think of to code into this car. So they would have probably been shut down regardless to at least get this addressed. But how long do you think it's going to take until at least California comes back and offers them another license? Because it looks like you lied. Like, you know, th- right. well, you know, technically they didn't lie. They told, they, they just didn't tell the whole a truth. A lie of omission. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's still a lie. So I'm like, y'all might be tanked for a minute in California, at least. You know, we'll see what the other states do once they come and fix all of this. But that, that's bad. It, it just goes to show. It's like, you know, you tell your kids all this, you know, this tell me, you, you're going to get in trouble when you tell me. But when you don't tell me and I find out on my own, the trouble's going to be much worse. Yep, and they just just got done trying to strike a deal with UAW, you know, uh, General Motors. I think they either own or they are the main investor. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, this yeah, uh, Cruise is a subsidiary of GM. Yeah, so I mean, they can't get right. I mean, it's like you know, not you was losing money at first because you know uh, UAW striking. Now you're potentially lo- losing money or potential p- potential value as far as stock shares because if I'm a regular person and I've got GM stock or I've got, you know, autonomous vehicle stock or crew, whatever you want to call it, I'm like, uh, this ain't good news. Let me go ahead and put my money out right quick. <laughs> and 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 to your point, Terrence, I think this is a good opportunity for them to pump their brakes because they the permits they had were for 24 hours, seven day a week operation. So they were ready. They and Waymo uh, were ready to kind of roll out their fleets, their individual fleets of self-driving taxis you know, just for public consumption. Like they were ready to just get this thing popping as a regular occurrence on San Francisco streets. And clearly there is something there that the, you know, engineers missed and we need to pump our brakes on that idea of having these cars out there all the time until we can figure out, you know, what's going on with these, you know, like you said, do they need to put sensors on the underside of the car, whatever needs to happen 
I think this, unfortunately, somebody, it didn't say that the person uh, died. It said they were hoping for a recovery for the person. So it sounds like the person actually may have uh, lived through the the, the first hit and the second hit and drag. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it sounded like they may have lived. So, but it's unfortunate that it took this to get, you know, them to take a second look at what their car can do. But I think you don't know what you don't know and something until like this until it happens. Somebody. Yeah, until yeah. you drive until, until you do it's it. unfortunate. Yeah, I, t- I tell you yeah. what's happening right now over at Waymo. I guarantee you that they got some engineers with some duct tape flashlights and GoPros taping them jobs to the bottom of the car right, right. fast. Right. It's like, this is not going to happen to us. So I would imagine that everyone, oh, this is, this is a possibility. Another car could hit someone, push them into our path where we can't stop, and then that person gets lodged under our car. We need to be, make sure that we understand what's happening so that we either sit tight or we move forward to, you know, drive past the person, whatever the case is. They're going to be trying to figure this out. But like I said, cruise is one of the things to where you didn't tell us what happened, where it would have been bad for you in the sense that, well, you need to go fix this. You didn't tell us what happened, hoping we weren't going to find out about it. And it's like, at what point did they did, did they not think that everybody was going to find out that, oh, yeah, after your car hit this person, it drug them to the side of the road as it tried to pull over to the side? Well, it's like, well, how, maybe not. what were they With, thinking? Well, maybe not. But I'm pretty <laughs> my guess is they hide and cover up a lot of things. It just right. so happened. Yeah. This one backfired. So they're right. like, well, let's do normal procedure. Let's erase and clean up and doctor and edit like we normally do. Let's give it to old boy, you know, in the closet who does the dirty work, you know, let's do as we normally do. And then something happened. They got tripped up this time. (laughs) So it's probably going to be a minute till we see crews uh, back operating, definitely in California. But maybe it'll be a while before we see them anywhere. So, y'all, this next one here, we we talked a little bit about this Facebook and Instagram over in Europe. They have actually decided we are going to you know, come up with a premium plan. So they have a nine dollar ninety nine cent. I should say nine. What is it? Nine euro ninety nine. If you sign up on the web and it's 12 euro 99, if you sign up on the app stores, whether it be Google Play or the actual app app store, the Apple app store, but uh, you can pay and not get ads. So we kind of knew that was coming, but it really does look like to me that the the. Meta is doing this because it's like they just they want to comply with these rules. It's like you, you, we got these new digital service, you know, uh, you know, app. we've got the GDPR stuff that's already been there. We're going to comply with them. So in doing so, we're going to make it so that we can continue to operate there. But we show sure enough ain't giving it to you for free. If we make money off of you from an ad standpoint and we no longer can serve ads to you or you opt out of ads, then you're the way you're going to be able to use Facebook is to pay us a hefty fee. So 10, you know, 10 euros a month. If you do it on the web, which I would, you know, I would, I would go ahead and just recommend that anyone who wants to use this, you do sign up on the web. You're going to save 36 bucks a year, but they are charging. It's uh, available to any customer 18 years and older. What they are doing is that if you're under 18, they simply are going to just make your experience be adless. This does not mean that they're not collecting data on you. So they still are collecting data, They just aren't going to use it to target ads with you. And I don't believe that they're going to sell your data uh, if you're not in this plan. X, on the other hand, formerly known as Twitter, they're doing something similar, I guess. Uh, They now have 
plans are calling it X basic, which is $3 a month or $32 per year or X premium plus, which is $16 per month or $168 per year. They're not doing this specifically for EU regulation standpoint. It might address that, but that's not really the reason they're doing it. It looks like the reason that they're doing this is because they haven't figured out how to make money selling ads yet. Uh, you know, the company Twitter nor X has ever been profitable, so they're not making money. So we've been talking about, you know, are you going to pay to be on X? So here's the things that I find very, very interesting about this. If you go with the three dollar plan, you will have the ability to do everything that you currently can do, but they're not going to boost your replies to the extent that they would if you have the $8 a month plan or to the extent that if you have the $16 a month plan. So they're basically giving you the ability to pay for the level of access that you have on the platform. So if you're still using this for free in the places that you can, because my my gut tells me that X is going away for free everywhere. It's already gone away uh, from New Zealand. It's already gone away from the Philippines. I'm guessing that everywhere is going to be on the list next. You have less experience unless you pay them the most amount of money. So my question to you two, did this dude literally tank $24 million or 24 million, $24 billion in his company in a year on purpose? Was, was he, was he just this, he has so much money that this just meant nothing to him. So I'm just going to go just tear up this service that a lot of liberals like, and I don't like you. So I'm going to F with you and, and mess up this platform more than it already was. I, 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 I am, I am struggling to understand what the idea was here and how they think they are being successful when you lose $24 billion in 12 months, 25 billion in 12 months, actually, if I do my math right. Uh, well, I think two things can be true. Uh, what I mean by that is Elon Musk is not as smart. People think they think he is that part. And, and number two, Twitter was going to lose money with or without him. And, and what I mean part. by that, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think Facebook and Instagram launching pay free, subscri- ad free subscriptions in the UK, Twitter launching, uh, subscription type um tiers for their platform i guarantee you this is the sign of times um while i think three dollars a month is a lot i think it should have been like one dollar a month to kind of make people think about it but this is a sign of the times before long uh similar to how netflix and disney plus and max or whatever they're calling it now have ad-free versions and then ad-supported versions. Social media is going that way. I guarantee you in five years, Instagram, threads, TikTok, similar to how YouTube does. You know, I don't know if you consider YouTube a social platform, but it is users uh, uploading content and other users seeing it, replying, engaging, which ain't too much different than a a traditional social media platform. They have a free version and then they have an ad supported version. I mean, an ad supported version and an ad free version. I guarantee you in about three to five years, all social media platforms are going to offer some sort of ad supported version and then ad free plus a couple other things similar to how Twitter's trying with the reply boost and all these other shenanigans, but they're going to try to get their money outside of ads in addition to ads. Yeah, definitely. And and they've already started degrading the service so much because I think about, you know, I still go on Facebook regularly, but my feed is 
so Not much your feet more, no more. Yeah, it's so much more ad heavy as opposed to me actually seeing my friends on the platform. Like they're gonna, I think they're gonna just keep degrading your experience until you don't have a choice. If you want to still use the platform, you're gonna want to pay for the ad, the ad free version because you're just not even seeing any of your friends' content. Like, like literally, mm-hmm. I, it's probably. 60, 40, maybe even 70, 30 at this point on Facebook for me, 70% ads, 30%, you know, my actual friends that I would go on that platform to, to see and to look at. So it, it's a shame. Um, but that's, that's how, that's how drug dealers do. You know, the, the, the first, first one is free. free. They, get, they get you on the comeback. Like Chris Rock said, they don't get you at, at the beginning. They get you on the comeback. And, and we are on the comeback at this point. And they know that they have all of these users entrenched. You know, Facebook has what, three billion users, uh, across platforms. You just, you got billions of people that use these platforms to communicate. Um, it's not likely that you'll lose all of them, um, you know. And now you got creators that are making money on these platforms that they are don't want to lose that money. Yeah, influencers that are doing this as their livelihoods, like they know they got a spot of balls, basically. And and now you can start slowly but surely injecting those tiered um, services uh, and and start getting the money. So. It is what it is. It, it just it's capitalism at its finest. <laughs> yeah, I have this. Uh, I have this picture of Steve Urkel with a calculator in my head, where he's just doing the math to try to figure out what way can we make the most money. Because ultimately, that's what it's going to be to you know to to a great extent for for any company that's doing this. I do believe right now for Meta. This is in response to GDPR. I believe that this is a response to that. But what a lot of people in business are going to say is like adversity just gives you opportunity to make more money. So it's like, okay, well, you've got to jump through these hoops now. Okay, we're going to jump through them. How can we make more money? And I'm just looking at the price of this. This is not inexpensive. This is super expensive. This is as expensive as like, you know, a Netflix account or a Hulu account or something like that. This is not inexpensive. And And this is not commensurate with your value to them because they have a lot of different calculators online where you can see how much they make off of you and your data. This is more, this is way more than way more based on those calculators. I'm like, I don't know where y'all came up with these numbers. Y'all just pulled them out y'all behinds and was like, we just going to charge folk $10 a month. You know what I mean? And, And thought it was maybe that round number would just force people to pay, but this is, this is, that's a lot of money. And, and, and I, and I assume that they did it on purpose because they know people won't want to pay that. So they're just going to arbitrarily let Facebook and Meta continue to scrape their data, continue to serve them ads, and they're going to make money either way, six in one, half a dozen in the other. But yeah, nine ninety nine or twelve ninety nine euro is a lot of money for Facebook. That's a lot of money. Now, just just to be clear, th- there are differences between how X and how Meta are doing this. X is not degrading anyone's capability at all if you don't pay. You're just going to get ads like you've always gotten ads if you don't pay because they still make enormous amounts of money off of people who 
you know, who are going to opt in for the ads. And my, and my gut tells me the overwhelming majority of people are going to opt in to continue to get ads because it's really hard to pay for something that you've been getting for free, literally forever. Yeah. And now that you're going to put a price on it, that's very, very difficult to do. But I don't see the visceral reaction towards this because I think people are saying, oh, well, the law said they have no choice but to give you the ability to opt out of the ads. Well, the company's got to make money some way. I, I literally see people justifying that. And I was like, that's, that's, you know, that's maybe a, a step too far to go to, to, to justify it to that level. $10 but, a month if you want. But, uh, because it's like, yeah, this, this is not expensive. This like, they're, they're not hooking you up by doing this. They're hooking themselves up because they're going to make significantly more money off the people who sign up to this program than if they were to just just get ads. Here's the other part that I find interesting. They only won't use your data as long as you're paying them. So what happens to all the data that they have already on you prior to you signing up? Prior to you signing up. If you decide that you're not, you know, um, if you decide after you, 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 you know, you sign up to the service and you say, you know what, I might as well just go ahead and get the ads back. Are they just going to go back to using all that data that they've already collected on you? you I know you can Probably. export your data out. So that'll be something that we'll have to look at. We, you know, what we'll, we have to do an episode where we literally walk people through. Here is how you can take your data out of uh, Meta Properties. Here's how you can take your data out of X. Here's how you can take your data out of Snapchat. You know, maybe you have to go through and walk folks through that because, I, you know, I was like, wait a minute, let me read that again. If you stop, paying, you know, we will not sell your data. We will not target ads towards you so long as you are enrolled in this subscription. And I'm like, well. It's theoretically people are going to unenroll at some point. What happens then? It's like, oh, we go, we, we, we go use that data like we always use it if you ain't paying us every month. So it, th- this will be something to watch. And, um, like I said, you know, I, I am, I'm interested to see is, is X, is it going to, you know, completely implode on this? Because, and I've said this before, when I go through and look at my, um, followers, because I do have Twitter blue until February of next year. Uh, or X, what do they call it now? X pro. I do have it. One of the abilities is to see who are my verified followers as compared to my non-verified followers. 95, over 95% of the people who follow me are not paying Twitter. And I would imagine that offering a $3 plan is not going to make the overwhelming majority of them start to pay Twitter. So the writing is kind of on the wall. I, you know, I've, 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 I've been honest and said, as long as, you know, as long as X, as long as Twitter is useful to me, I will keep it. But it looks like very soon it might not be because if if they no. if they're expecting the overwhelming majority of their people to uh you know of their users to start paying them, they've already had the opportunity to do that and they haven't. I don't know that a lesser expensive plan is going to is, is going to jolt people into action. And I kind of buried this part of it, but X came out today with a nineteen billion dollar valuation, essentially forty five dollars per share for internal employees and stuff like that. And it's like you go back 12 months, I, I believe it was October 27th of 2022 when Elon Musk purchased this company, he purchased it for $46 billion. Right. So the funny thing to me is that you have people saying, well, he knew that it wasn't worth $46 billion. And here's the thing. How often do y'all go pay more for stuff <laughs> that is worth when you know it's not worth that? It's like, Man, you know what? People look, I'm <laughs> not to give him a pass. But when housing goes crazy, people put in offers above and beyond the listing price, 
hoping that it appraises for that much. Same thing when the car thing went up, people, when them uh, electric cars came out and them dealerships was doing they dealership fee and racking up the prices. People was buying those cars, man. And we'll get into the story a little bit later. There are people who are have get 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 a chemical dose of whatever you want to call it when they post something on social media and it gets a response. Don't mean go viral. Yeah. You know, if, it, if I just post something and 20 people like it, what is it? Dopamine? Dopamine yeah. hit. Yeah. Sort of chemical thing that people get from social media, more so than Netflix, more so than Disney Plus, more so than buying a car, maybe more so than buying a house. That daily, I am worthy if people are following, engaging, liking me on social media. People that will go into people's minds when they decide whether or not they're going to use social media more so than anything else that I can think of. Yeah, that, it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't you. I'm not a Twitter power user. I'm not this target uh, demo for this whole pricing structure because I probably, um, I, I can't even say probably. If we get to a place where Twitter is just a paid subscription type of service, I will not be on Twitter anymore. I, I can tell you unequivocally, I am not paying to be on Twitter. Like I'm just not. Like I know mm-hmm. I've threatened to leave the platform before, and and I definitely do not engage there um, nearly as much as as I used to. Um, but I'm not going to pay to be on Twitter. I don't know that I could say the same for Meta if it came down to that. I think, you know, right now it's all about ads versus no ads, um, an ad-free experience. I don't know that I care enough to want an ad-free experience, um, even though I am getting very frustrated with how many ads show up in my feed versus the content from the actual people I follow. Um, you know, I am a content creator, so I am still using these platforms to make money myself. Um, so for, for Instagram in particular, I may need to make some other considerations, but, uh, the likelihood that I'm paying for social media at all, it would be super, super tough. I know yeah. it, it's going to be get super ready tough to make that decision for me to, for mm-hmm. me to shell out for, for something like yeah, this. I just, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to be able to like write it off on my taxes. It, it, something would have well, to happen. You're safe this week. With Meta, because the, the Meta is only offering you the opportunity to pay for ad lists in Europe right. where there are laws that say that they have to offer it. Uh, we will see. They're, they're going to they're basically going to let's see how this works. What percentage do we get? Um, they're going to look at is the pricing right? And can we offer this here in the United States where we don't have a law telling us that we have to, but can we offer it and enough people will sign up for it that it just makes sense for us to do it because it's going to boost our bottom line by whatever, by whatever dollar number. And They're certainly going to look at that. I don't think we'll ever get it together to enact and enable laws like, you know, GDPR. I, I, I don't even see us doing that in the next five, 10 years um, to, to force Meta's hand to do something over in this country. So I think the people here, ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to complain about how many ads we're seeing and but they're going to continue to serve them up to us. So I, I think we do have some. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. So let, let's let's keep it going on Meta because Terrence, you stuck something in here where it is a whole bunch of states here in the United States are suing Meta over their beauty filters. Why don't you tell us what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, a dozen. So I'd have to go back and look at the actual uh, post to see specifically what states. But there are dozens of states that have decided to sue Meta what, last week, claiming that the company knowingly harms young users. Uh, if you remember, there was a whistleblower named uh, Frances Hagen Haugen. Haugen. Yeah, mm-hmm. she whistleblow. She, uh, you know, blew the whistle on Facebook talking about how their algorithms and their all of their designs are specifically targeting younger folks to manipulate them to, you know, uh, like I talked about that dopamine shot uh, in the previous show, uh, previous uh, subject. Uh, but the case specifically calls out visual tools known to promote body dysmorphia as one of the psychologically manipulated platform features designed to maximize young users' time spent on social media platform. It also says that Meta was aware that young users developing brains are particularly vulnerable to certain forms of manipulation, and it chose to exploit those vulnerabilities through targeted features like filters. I mean... I don't know about y'all, but I see a lot of people that feel like or I know of a lot of people feel like they cannot show their face on social media unless one, you know, if it's a woman makeup, you know, or you got to make sure you got the right angle. And then on top of that, you add the filters. I don't know what the filters do. I guess they smooth your face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they change the contour of your face. Oh, you do, cheek. yeah. All it can do, do all, all of it. Okay. Yeah, it can do. It can add makeup. It can add lashes. They can make you look can, young. Right. They can make you look make old. You look younger. Look, look make like you look a fish. You want to look? Yeah. yeah. Wow, make wow, you look wow, however so. you want to look. So yeah. Yeah. So you add that to just how people in general, like our age, we're in our mid forties, fifties. You know how we're on social media, and we fall victim to. You know, some of these, I'm going to say call fall victim, but we use some of these tools to enhance the overall posts that we're trying to um, or the overall message we're trying to display. Now, you know, you take that and add that to some 13, 14, 15 or however old teenagers, you know, what, that are on social media and they're not looking at it as, OK, well, let me make sure um, the right message I want to send gets sent. They are like. I feel like I have I'm under some pressure in order to look my best on social media. And if I'm not comparative to some of the other posts I've seen, then that may affect my affect their brain in some way. And I just wanted to bring it in and have the conversation to where 
is this, have we gone too far with social media now? Is there ever, is, is there, is there a possibility (laughs) that we could, you know, as kids get older, they grow out of this or are they going to carry this attitude into their, you know, in their adult life or in other areas outside of social media? If you feel like, okay, I can't leave the house unless my face is beat or unless I got to fade or, you know, I got to look, I got the, you know, the the shape. it's happening because, you know, right. it, as, as the article talked about, and I've, I've seen this in a couple different pieces where people will put a filter over their face, take a screenshot and, and take that picture to a, a plastic surgeon and say, this is how I want oh, to look. Oh, wow. You know hey, what I mean? Y'all. Or take it, or take it to a, a esthetician, somebody that does Botox injections or, or whatever. And be like, this is what I want my face to look like. This is what I want my skin to look like. There are, there are spas and, and beauty salons right now that promise an Instagram look or Instagram skin or glad that if you aren't, if you go on TikTok right now, they talk about glass skin, like mm. all of the, all of the skin. Cause I'm a, I'm a skincare junkie. Like when I say junkie, junkie, like, like a fiend. And there are every product on TikTok right now that is skincare related promises what they call glass skin. Mm. And that's the latest thing, like to be able to have flawless skin without any filters or, or anything like that. That's, that's the goal, but, but nobody's doing that. The bold glamour filter on TikTok right now is like one of the most popular filters. I mean, it, it makes you look amazing. I'm not going to lie, but it, it is one of the most popular filters on TikTok right now. And depending on how you engage with it, you really don't know that this that this person has a filter on. So it is, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. Mm. I'm surprised at Meta particularly, um, because they got in trouble a while ago before for something similar to this. It was maybe two years ago, maybe last year, maybe two years ago. I don't remember, but in Australia, they were parsing young people's posts. And if it looked like a person was typing about not feeling good in their body or, mm. or feeling too fat or feeling like, Oh my God, I'm so out of shape. A young person in particular, they were serving them ads for diet products. And Get diet out of here. I'm dead serious. They had to pay a fine in Australia a couple years back. So I'm like, you know that this is a problem. You already know. They can't say they didn't know that this is a problem. I mean, if they were, they were watched, exploiting the problem. They were completely exploiting, <laughs> they were exploiting the problem. The problem. So Exacerbating. The idea that they could, you know, try to use any sort of justification for why they allow these filters to exist on the platform, it would be disingenuous at best. I mean, we all saw the social dilemma on Netflix. Um, it talked about this very thing and the, the psychological manipulation of, of young people in particular. So it's just like, you know, I don't, I don't know what we do about it. Hopefully maybe these, these lawsuits bring about some change but but on the flip side of it people love these filters people use right. these filters all the time um and it it just has become a part of our society mm. and and our everyday like i i don't i don't know what the answer is to it but i do know that facebook can't say they didn't know meta cannot say they didn't know that these things cause harm because the the, the data and the research has been out for years that that these things cause very mm. it cause a lot of harm to young girls in particular yeah when when you said that the people are taking a picture of their filter That's crazy to the plastic surgeon. 
Yeah. And it's like, Make work from this? Like I want to look like this. Or wow. they'll do like a whole face tune on their on their picture. You know, and I mean, I, I have friends like that. I'm, I'm not particular. I mean, I'm like, I'll just, if I don't like the picture, I ain't going to post it. But I'm not going to be obsessive about how the right. picture looks. But I have friends that will take a selfie with me and... You know, they won't post it until they face tuned out Get any out blemishes. They won't post it if they think they don't look that great in it. They won't post it if the lighting wasn't good. Like I have grown so friends. So that, look, that, um, that. is that a, and I, I guess the answer is probably both. Um, is that a self-esteem issue that is only highlighted by social media or is the wasn't the an issue. Image, I, well, what I what I'm gonna say is the image of with the trend of how you're supposed to look on social media influencing these people to then say, All right, if I'm keeping up with the trend on what everybody else is doing, I need to make sure my whatever the case may be looks the part right in order to show up on social media. Or like I said before, is this something internal that social I, media is just pulling that out. I think it has to be a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you like if you would do that in the first place, there has to be something missing or like I, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, so let me just throw that disclaimer out there. Um, but I like I said, I don't tend to necessarily I won't say that I don't care because I, you know, you you obviously You want to look your best. You want to look your best. You want right. to, you know, present a picture to people that is that'll attract attention that will drive engagement you know and all of those different things however you know once it kind of becomes a situation where you won't post a picture until it looks perfect or it meets some arbitrary standard i do think that it's a slippery slope and it starts to become a problem definitely yeah and and, and I'm I'm thinking specifically of, you know, some women I know. So I, I, I have some friends. My my mother-in-law was this way. My mother-in-law put makeup on every day, every single day. If she was leaving her house, um, she could be leaving the house to go to the mailbox. But if she was walking outside those doors, she had her, you know, a full face of, of makeup on every day since she was probably 14 or 15 years old. She she, 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 she right. did this for the better part of, you know, 55 some odd years. And that's just that's just how she rolled. Um, my wife, on the other hand, when we go out. She's going to look, she's going to, she's going to look fine. But when, but when, when, you know, but there's a time for that. Like Steph, I've seen, I've seen you do, you know, get up, you know, done up for when you're on stage and stuff like that. You look great when you do that. That's not your everyday look, but it looks like, no, you don't spend some time to, you know, you, you know, the clothes is like, okay, I can't, I, I ain't going to lean because I want to get that wrinkle in this uh, until after I come off stage. I've, I've seen you say that. So I, I, I don't know this what you do, but there's some folks that it's just like, you can't see them in public at all unless they have, you know, you know, made up. And I said that, you know, I was going to, you know, I'm thinking of a guy now. He's the same way. It's like, bruh, do you only wear some gators? Guys are like that too. Um, it's like we at the basketball court in. <laughs> Why do you have one like like Harachis and stuff like that? <laughs> Play it outside. It's like you, bro. You wearing like a thousand dollar pair of tennis shoes. What, what, what is going on? So 
I, you know, I, I, I've seen that, you know, um, it's like, Hey, you know, you, you never know who's going to be here. You got to look the part. And it's like, I, you know, the part for what you try to start in the next episode of shaft or something like that, which we got to, you know, we, crazy. you know, we do have to, uh, you know, I'm just going to say real quick. Cause shaft was a superhero to me. Shaft, you know, uh, Richard Roundtree oh, passed yeah. away last week. So, uh, you know, we'll maybe talk a little bit more about that in the, uh, in the after party, but it's like, no, I, you know, a, a dude that I know well, he will show up at the basketball court with $500 worth of gear on and a thousand dollar pair of shoes. Now he ain't going to play in those shoes. He's going to change the shoes, but he's going to get to the court with like some custom painted Jordans on or something like that. And it's just like, yeah, but you, even that, right. You never know that's who's going to see me. Like a, that's almost like a, you know, okay, I know the public's going to be here. You know, I know people that I may or may not know, you know, like you say, you always want to put your best foot forward. Right. But it seems like with social media, it's almost like a, okay, you're not leaving the house. You are leaving uh, a reality for lack of a better term to be on social media to where you take all that stuff in person and ratchet it up a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a for a single picture. For a single right? picture. You would think, I would think it would be the reverse. I would think, you know, people on social media, it's fake. It's, it's, it's social reality, but it's not real reality. So I don't care how I look, but in person, I'm going to put makeup on, put my shoes on. I'm going to get my fade, whatever. Right. Case. It seems like right. it's the opposite now. It is. Like, People will go out in public and be like, all right, but on social People media. People out in public in, in bonnets yeah. and, and house really? shoes. Yeah. But, right. you, but you on social media with the bold glamour filter. All, all <laughs> right. right. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's crazy. It, it's, it's a phenomenon that we will be studying for years to come. Um, but again, it, it is the most damaging to young people, uh, right. with underdeveloped brains and, and, and Our internalizing. Yeah. And it just internalizing all of these unrealistic beauty standards and unrealistic, you know, standards. Then it, it just, it is. It's a shame. It's a shame. I feel bad for young people these days because they don't really stand much of a chance when it comes to sort of discerning, um, the reality. And the, the article that you, you posted all even said that, you know, there are certain times when they've they've started having to disclose when Photoshop was being used and and, you know, different things like that. And but they studied that and they said that people still don't feel good about that. Like, even if you know a picture has been Photoshopped, you still feel bad about the fact that you're not going to be able to attain that standard, that unrealistic, even as unrealistic as it is, you still feel bad that you can't attain that standard. So, you know, even saying I used a filter or I used Photoshop or I did, you know, modified the photo in some way doesn't really help people's self-esteem. So mm. it is, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. So uh, we'll, we'll get off the story here, but I'm just going to put the public service announcement out there that parent, when you give your child that first smartphone, That's you have to pay attention to what they're doing on it. And your five-year-old should not have their own cell phone. Yeah. They, yeah. they really should. Now I'm not going to say that they can't have a tablet they're playing around with, but the same thing. If you're giving your five year old a tablet to play around with, make sure you know what they're playing around with. But this is more for, you know, your, you know, your nine, 10, 11 year olds that, okay, well, maybe you are giving them a phone because if, you know, you want them to be able to call you when they're done with practice and they're done with this because we know our kids are into so many different things. You have to be a, you have to parent yeah. on that and you have to know what they're doing and understand that it is, it is not an invasion of their 
their privacy because they ain't paying for that phone. I, I'm pretty certain that your child's name is not on the phone bill. So you're not invading anybody's privacy. You're basically parenting when you go in and look and see what they're doing, um, how they're doing it and not having these conversations. I think and Stephanie, you could talk better about this than I can, but I think just having conversations with your children makes a difference. The conversation is critical, but I would even say, you know, to go a little further, um, and I was watching something, I can't, I'm not, I'm not even going to call them out, but I was watch. I scrolled past somebody's, uh, a feed account in my feed that I follow and they had their kid, you know, in the feed and it was a toddler. The, the kid couldn't have been more than three, you know, maybe two or three years old, but, but the way that that child already knew and was aware of that camera and mm. was perform basically performing for the camera and you know posing and looking and I just I just feel like you're already indoctrinating them in this whole thing that we just talked about and it's just like I it just as much as you can you know and and for as long as you can I would say leave your kids off of social media you know it, it just and and it, it, it no good can come of it. No good can come of you <laughs> holding a phone in front of a three year old's face. You know, recording them every every move they make. You're recording well, them for, for well, some you, social media. You platform. know what that's no from? No good can come of that. That's not the three year old getting a dopamine hit. That's the three year old's parent getting a dopamine Absolutely. hit. Because when I put my stuff out there, y'all wasn't reacting like this. But I put my baby out there, I get the reaction. That's my baby. Therefore, I'm you know. It's a Terrence. I know you, you, you have on multiple occasions have talked about, you know, folks, you need to stop putting these phones in your kids' face and putting everything on the internet. I can't because for it. some folks, it becomes a bag. And it's like, you know, I mean, th- there, you just hear story after story of where a, you know, a young man or a young lady, they get to like 12 or 13 and they, I, Ma, I don't, I ain't trying to do this anymore. And the camera right. is still coming because that's, that's the paycheck they was getting or that yeah. was the dopamine hit they was getting. And now you have it. The videos ain't so cute anymore. It's like, mama, please get this phone out my face, you know, type video. So it's like, yeah, you know, but the damage is done. Yeah, keep you your know? kids, right. keep, you know, you know, parent your children. You know, you, you, you got to parent your children when it comes to social and media. It's not like just that. about, you know, keeping them off social media, especially with this case. You know, I've got two daughters, 15 and 13, and we, you know, make sure to talk to them. You know, how do you feel about yourself in general? Mm-hmm. You know, how does social media, you know, when you're on social media, you know, what are the folks doing? What are they talking about? What type of stuff are you posting? You know, and you have to actually have to monitor, you know, how they feel about themselves because, yeah. you know, if they don't have, I mean, cause we've got grown ass people who feel some kind of way. If one hair is out of place on a social media post or whatever the case may be. So, you know, in addition to, you know, just saying, Hey, you got to be 12 or 13 before you even get a phone. Or before you even get on social media, that ain't really going to amount to nothing if they already have they they don't have a strong sense of self. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the only thing that I can think of that's going to halfway combat, you know, the onslaught mm-hmm. <laughs> once they get on social media, because we all fall victim to it. We all I'm not saying, you know, present company included, you know, if I post something, you know, like Rob was saying, if I post something, you know, and it don't, you know, something about me or whatever the case may be. You know, and it don't, it get one or two likes or whatever. I'm like, oh, whatever. 
But then I post a picture of my kids or whatever. Like, 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 love, 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 comment, 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 comment. I'm like, damn, where was y'all when I posted <laughs> <laughs> when I was posting yeah, the information, really. I was trying to help y'all with exactly. Right. Exactly. So me personally, I'm already evaluating, all right, what's important on social media, what's not important. All right. I guess I need to put a picture of my kids in the video, in, you know, in the in order to get the response, you know. So I know it's multiplied when it comes to standards of beauty, when it comes to self-esteem, especially like according to the story, especially in young girls who at that 11, 12 to 15 stages, like, all right, who am I? You know, how, what kind of social groups am I going to be in? Who am I going to hang around? How are they going to think about me? How the world think about me? How I think about the world? And if they're getting all that only from social media, like Stephanie said, we in for it. Yeah. 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 And they're competing with folks who have, you know, multi thousand dollar cameras thousand dollars worth of lights and, def- and deflectors and all of this stuff to get a certain look and then an artist this airbrushing or photoshopping or doing whatever and here's now this filter i can make this filter look like that and so it's just available to everybody so yeah it's it's a problem and you know it, i'm certain we will definitely be, be talking about these law cases uh and see and see how things turn out mm-hmm. but y'all y- y'all may remember when we talked about uh, Dr. Joy Buon, um let me say her name right, Buolam Winnie, um, the Rhodes Scholar, Fulbright Fellow, a Stamp Scholar from when we talked about Gender Shade. You guys remember that? That was the paper she co-authored with Timnit Gabru, which exposed how commercial facial recognition systems fail to recognize the faces of black and brown people, particularly black women. Well, she has written a new book. The name of her book is Unmasking AI. My mission to protect what is human in a world of machines. And she says, we're giving so many companies a free pass or we're applauding the innovation while turning our heads away from the harms. She sees a very real risk of letting technology companies pin the rules that apply to them, repeating the very mistakes, she argues, that have previously allowed biased and oppressive technology to thrive. So essentially what she's saying is that. We we are all happy. We're, it has been a little over a year now that, that we've been dealing with all these AI applications and stuff, and we're going crazy over it. But we're allowing these companies to dictate the rules and not necessarily thinking about the adverse ramifications. So that's something that she's thinking about. She definitely was thinking about it with her and Timnit when it, when it came to uh, facial recognition. And it looks like that the Biden administration might be thinking about it as well because there is a, a a new executive order out that uh, they've got, uh, I believe it is eight different uh, things that they're looking at when it comes to uh, artificial intelligence. And I'm not going to go through all eight of them, but they, you know, they want to make sure that it is safe for, for people, for students, for workers. They want to make sure that it's fair. They want to make sure that bias and stuff is not there. There's a lot of stuff that they're looking at. And even the United Nations is thinking about it. They created last week a 39 member advisory board to address just the international rules on governance of how AI is proliferated uh, through Throughout the world. So you've got a lot of people that are starting to think about this. And I think that regular folks need to think about it as well. We get all gung ho on just AI, AI, AI. It's, it's, it's the greatest thing, but it can do a lot of harm because the thing you have to remember It is not just a computer doing a really cool thing that a computer does. It is a computer doing a really cool thing that a human programmed that computer to do. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's that, as long as you have people who are 
ultimately putting their biases and their prejudices. And I like this kind of that versus that kind of those. As long as you have people who are doing that when they're programming this, there's always going to be room for it to to mischaracterize, to flat out be biased towards certain folks. And we talk about these stories all the time. So I just thought that this was an interesting story for us to start to wrap the show up with because she wrote this book and it's I don't want to say that, well, she wrote the book and then governments are now looking at it, but the same things are happening at the same time. She's thinking about it, put a book out about it. And the governments, our president is actually looking at this as well. Well, looking into it and actually something happening. Doing something about it. (laughs) Two different things, but I applaud the, you know, the effort, right? But in addition to that, you know, she's went up against, according to the story, she's went up against some of these big tech companies and they have like for real, for real pushed back. You know, uh, there's a story. Oh, let's call them out. Amazon. Amazon definitely pushed back. Right. She went up against Amazon. And at the time they was competing with Microsoft to provide AI service to the Pentagon, you know, so she came out with her, you know, claims that Amazon was being biased, you know, according to Amazon, that was, couldn't happen at the worst time because they trying to get this money. So instead of them saying, Hey, we'll take a look at it. We're concerned. Yada, yada, yada. We want to make sure X, Y, and Z, you know, they pushed back, said her uh, press coverage about it was misleading and drew false conclusions, you know, and as a result, you know, she had help. She had a, undergrad um uh somebody was helping her with the project and you know she was concerned that you know this young student that she was working with it may have a adverse effect on her because you know she's trying to go through undergrad maybe go to grad school right doctorate whatever the case may be and nobody will look at her because ain't you the person that was connected to you know and one exactly one universities don't want to do is lose funding research and right. guess who's giving them all this money for funding right. research the likes of amazon the likes of microsoft and all these you know tech companies who are like chill 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 chill, chill, chill. <laughs> let us just push this on through and you know build the plane jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down right versus she's kind of like hold up let's do all this xyz they know we you messing up our money now so forget how this is going to affect people in general don't mess up the money. And that's pretty much the only thing that some of these tech companies are looking at. So going back to Biden, setting up an advisory board, that's going to all come to a hill of beans if these lobbyists who are representing yeah. these big tech companies are going to put a little uh, change in the pocket of these politicians who are going to be like, yeah, no, nah, we don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to be clear, executive orders are not laws. So uh, right. at some point, the lawmakers are going to have to put some teeth to these executive orders because executive orders aren't laws. And what the UN is doing, once again, it's like the, the UN, UN can't tell countries what they have to do, but the countries who are part of the UN are saying, ah, we really need to look at this. So let's try to come up with some rules that are going to, it's not going to be just like this in the United States and just like this in France and just like this in Greece. Let's, let's try to actually get some, some rules some regulations, some governance in place that maybe we're doing similar things everywhere as compared to everybody just, you know, wild, wild west and what works here doesn't work there. What works there doesn't work here type of uh, situations, but it's, we, we, we got to start looking at this stuff. The, the, the way that this thing, like one, one of the things that she wrote was that it's like, she's a poet. She's written code. She's written books. She has no doubt that AI systems have gone and scraped all of her content and is using her content without her consent. So just from a, her pocketbook standpoint, 
this is problematic. You are using my stuff without my consent. That cost me because I could have sold it. I could have done these other things. So I don't want to put words in, you know, in her mouth, you know, from the article that I read, but that's a real thing too. But it gets deeper than that. It's like if you're only training, we've talked about this many times on this show, the African American vernacular is now considered a dialect. It's not just considered slang the way that we talk, the way that we say things sometimes is that is actually a dialect, how we have learned to speak the English language. If you're not training your AI on that, then it's going to be problematic. We just talked about probably in the last month or six weeks where Howard is running a program where, or I shouldn't say they're running it, but they're in conjunction of a program to where Google is doing some things where they're going to actually start looking at how black folks talk. And Google is leaving that with Howard. If those things are not happening, you're going to have problems. And, And that's what the good doctor is doing here. It looks like that's what the Biden administration is trying to do here. And it looks like what the UN is trying to do as well. Well, and, uh, you know, just real quick to put a little respect on Dr. Joy's name, um, you know, first of all, pre-order her book. Her book is available for pre-order on uh, Amazon right now, uh, Unmasking AI, um, and oh, there's a subtitle to we, it. We, we have a link in, the, you know, link in the show notes, so come check our show notes out. We got a link to it there. Head to Netflix, check out Coded Bias. She had a whole documentary on Netflix that talked about the research she did at MIT where um, when she, you know, tried to get the facial recognition to train her face, it was screwy. But then she put a white mask on and all of a sudden now the thing works perfectly. So um, there's a whole documentary you can watch called Coded Bias on Netflix about that. Um, and I just got to say, you know, shout out to the sister for continuing to do the work um, mm-hmm. because we have to keep asking these questions and her her you know argument to this was that we were leaving it up to the tech companies to make the rules around how this kind of thing you know gets enabled and 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 gets enacted and we can't leave it up to them because to your point Terrence the the they are worried about the bottom line. You can't leave it up to capitalism to police itself, to correct itself, to or regulate anything. To regulate Mm-mm. anything, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, um, just shout out to to her for for doing the work and and keeping this as an issue um, in the forefront of everybody's mind because you know we we see these shiny tools. It's funny, I uh, when I when I turned on my computer the other day when I logged in yesterday or the day before. You know, I still have a PC for now. I'm working on it, Terrence. Um, but, you know, uh, Bing popped up uh, because they had done some kind of update. Windows had done some kind of update and Bing popped up. And, you know, uh, they have fully integrated AI into search. So you can now basically write a prompt. Like if you were searching for the best hotels in Europe, you can now type in, Hey, I'm planning a trip for my family to Europe. What are some, what are the, some good hotels I can go to? And what are some things I can do? And this thing is going to spit you out a whole itinerary and suggestions just like chat GPT would. Um, so, you know, as we are just rolling full steam ahead with these AI tools, um, we also need to be pumping our brakes just a little bit to same, you know, with the same as with these autonomous vehicles and making sure that you know, the data is being sourced responsibly um, and ethically and that 
populations like people of color aren't going to be harmed by this technology as well. So, you know, I just want to make sure that this is the her and Timnick, Gabriel and, and other people fighting the good fight, get their flowers now um, because they are really out here screaming into the wind at this point. And, and, and fighting an uphill battle. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and 20 years from now, we'd be like, oh yeah, they, wow, they were so right. We should have listened and blah, 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 blah. There's an article out now, like we should have listened to these black women about really? AI, really? you know, and, and so, um, but, you know, we just want to make sure that we are giving everybody all the information they need to be able to support these sisters and, and these people of color that are doing this work because the work has to continue. So when I was looking up Dr. Bualongwani, she she is someone we may have to do a spotlight on because when I went to her Wikipedia page, I feel like we didn't. We did, do did, did we do one on her? We, we, we might, we might've did one on her. I was like, like she sounds like a spotlight. Yeah. Early, early on, because on. it's like, she got like two full paragraphs of accolades. It's like, yeah, I, I just kept the, you know, the Fulbright fellow, the road scholar, the staff scholar. There's literally like two additional paragraphs of other stuff that she's done. Matter of fact, I might reach out to her see if she can't be a guest on the Tech John. Okay. So yeah, I I, I, I do think you did do a uh, you you, yeah, I believe Steph, you did do a uh, a a spotlight on her. I'm like, yeah, she because she's young too. She's she's born eighty nine. She's thorough. She's legit on her stuff. But uh, yeah, this is. I'm glad that there are folks who are thinking about that and are actually making the noise that we hear about it because. If you think about this, when, when we go back to when we talked about her, her story, you know, that, you know, with her and Tim McGrew, what, what they came out with, it was 10,000 times less inaccurate for black women than it is for white men. Think about that for a second. Can you imagine that this works 10,000 times less accurately for one group than it does for another group? And y'all say, we're good. We're going to go ahead and roll with it. Now, it, you know, these systems have significantly improved since then. So instead of them being 10,000 times less accurate, now they're like 10 to 15 times less accurate. That's bad enough. But when you're coming from 10,000, it's like, OK, at least they're making some progress. But it's like it's like, hold up, y'all. It's like you do realize this like it never works for black women. It always works for white men. You, you need to fix that. You can't say system's good because it doesn't work for an entire class of people. I mean, there's a lot of black women on earth. So, yeah, she's, she's doing good work. Speaking of spotlights, Steph, you got one. So I who, do. So who, who are we spotlighting this week? This week, we are spotlighting Hemin Bekele. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, young brother. Um, but a 14-year-old teenager was named America's top young scientist after winning this year's 3M Young Scientist Challenge. He was given the distinction for creating a bar of soap that fights low-grade skin cancer. Hemin Bekele, who is a freshman at W.T. Woodson High School, moved from Ethiopia to Virginia when he was four years old, according to Fairfax County Public Schools. Skin cancer is mostly found on people who live within developing countries, Bekele said, but the average price for an operation is $40,000. I was devastated by the idea of people having to choose between treatment and putting food on the table for their families. There are so many preventable deaths. He started researching skin cancer and learning about dendritic cells, which he says help protect skin by boosting immune response. What started off as a fun science experiment turned into months of combining salicylic acid, glycolic acid, and trentinoin to reach his end goal. 
It was so difficult to get a bar of soap that it just didn't melt immediately, Bekele said. Persistence is a very important part of the scientific process. He enrolled in the 3M Young Scientist Challenge and received help in developing a prototype. Bekele calls the product Skin Cancer Treating Soap or SCTS. He says that it can be used by being applied to the skin every couple days after prescription. It works by replenishing the skin with dendritic cells, which help protect the skin and fight cancer. Bekele noted that it can be fabricated for 50 cents a bar or $8.50 for a pack of 20 bars. Along with the prestigious title, Bekele received a $25,000 prize, which he wants to put towards securing a patent for his invention and for college. There's a lot left for me to discover, but as of right now, I'm thinking of working on something in either the biomedical industry or something as an electrical engineer. So either of those fields would be really cool, he told NBC. Bekele's goals include developing a nonprofit organization that will distribute his soap to low-income communities by 2028. So shout out to Hemen, Heman, Bekele, came up with a cancer-fighting soap. At 14 years old. At 14 years old. And it's crazy because it's like the ingredients in it are well known. And I, I use literally all three of those ingredients in my own personal skincare routine every single day. So, you know, the idea that this hadn't happened before where somebody was looking at how to combine these three ingredients to, you know, fight skin cancer is 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 interesting to me. And not that they didn't, but, you know, why did it take this young brother doing it? Like, I, I don't understand with readily available ingredients um, off the shelf, like who should have been thinking about this before this, before this? All I know is that our last two, our last two uh, spotlights that we've done, we got a 14 year old and the, and the, the young lady a couple weeks ago was what? Yeah. 19? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The kids, listen, the kids are all right. The it's kids like, are going to save this planet. You got me feel some kind of way about age. when I was 14 because I was still playing with Nintendo and Tonka trucks when I was 14. So, you know, flip football. Well, Nerf. Say, uh, shout out to this you know kid for working on something that prevents cancer when so many things out there cause cancer. We got talcum powder causing cancer. We got hair straighteners nowadays listen, causing cancer. It's like, can we, can we use something that don't cause cancer really? nowadays. And so shout out to this young man who's actually doing that versus trying to erase and correct all the things that we've ingested or smeared on or burned in our hair that actually cause cancer. <laughs> I remember when I was in college, good friend of mine who lived in my dorm. Uh, I just happened to be in her dorm room when she was making her bed up and she spread uh, baby powder all over the her mattress pad before she put her sheet on. And and then she hits it out. So you see the smoke, you know, the, the, comes from it. But she's like, oh, I like my uh, bed smelling uh, baby fresh. And then the research came out, uh, you know, a few years ago. It, actually, it's right. been a while. It's been it's been a minute. And I just remember how I was like, should I call her and let her know <laughs> she didn't see this? Because it's like she I is sleeping. You sleeping in baby powder every daggone day. Dousing so. your bed in talcum powder. Like, might not want to do that. Yeah. 
So, yeah, this is a, you know, a, a lot of discoveries are happy accidents. It's like, you know, stuff you say you use every day. Well, he had a science project, so he's actually looking to see, huh, I wonder what happens. It, 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 that's really how a lot of science gets done. I wonder what yeah. happens if yeah. I were to do Trial this. Um, it's just that usually these are, you know, PhD candidates that are working on that kind of stuff. Not folks getting ready to go to the 10th grade. Right. So well, they, they haven't been they haven't been in, uh, ingratiated <laughs> with the world yet. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> so absolutely there's true in, in young kids, you know, before they get old and get, you know, angsty and get, you know, uh, uh, bogged down by <laughs> capitalism and all the other isms I know. that adults deal with. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, y'all, it's about that time. We did not have any new patrons this week. Once again, if you would like to become a patron, if you'd like to support the Tech John, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John, the Tech J-A-W-N, and any one of those tiers helps us out. And also, we've had folks asking about merch. So if you were to head over to the techjohn.com forward slash shop, that is forward slash S-H-O-P, We've got all kind of things over there. Hats, mice, um, or mice pads, mouse pads, t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, all kind of good stuff over there. So anything you can do to help the show out, we really appreciate it. And let's bring this tech to you the way we bring it to you. So that being said, Tech Life Steph, why don't you tell the folks how they can get at you? You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Steph. Check out stephaniehumphrey.com and grab the book on Amazon. And you can find me all over the internet at Brother Tech, that's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And I am at all things at Rob Dunwood, and we're also on all things at The Tech John. So come holler at us, have you holler. Until we meet again in a week's time. Peace. Peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.